Boo. Hey! We're back! <laughs> oh, we've been traveling, but we're back with a new episode, and we are excited. Yeah, guys, today's episode is going to be all about St. Augustine and some ghost hauntings down there, and also we're going to be exposing Monster Energy Drink for being made by Satan. So if you're down for some crazy conspiracies today, sit back, relax, let's get into it. Warning, what you are about to hear may open your mind to a whole new dimension. TNT Talk is not responsible for any future occurrences with the outside world. Viewer discretion is advised. And remember, these are theories, not facts. Guys! We're back. We're crispy. Our skin we is dry. Crispy. Um, my forehead's peeling. My nose is peeling. I but feel like a snake. Like you I, know how your skin gets like reptile-y? But I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> no, You're not, obsessed with feeling dry. No, not being dry, but being tan. I yeah, me too. I know. I went. I tanned today for like two hours, and I was like, "This is not the same. Not the same <laughs> type of heat." But I am definitely peeling. I feel like an actual lizard. You too. But yeah, guys, we just got back from St. Augustine Beach down in Florida. Um, literally the best trip. Yes. It was such a great trip. Literally. I mean, literally, but <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't have been any better. It was me, Taylor, and Libby, and it was so, so fun. Right. It's definitely going to be an annual thing now. It was our first time ever going on a trip, like, just us girls. Like, I mean, obviously, like, we just became the age... Where, like, people go off by themselves. Yeah. Like, people with parents like ours, anyways. Yeah. Our, our Airbnb owner was actually like, um, I'd like you to be 25 to rent. And I was like, girl, listen. And she Tori was like, literally wasn't going to tell her that we were under 25. And I was like, do you understand that if we <laughs> don't tell her, we could get, like, she regardless, would be like, um, we're going to charge you. Regardless, we got the Airbnb, even though she knew that we weren't 25. <laughs> it smelled like, let me tell y'all. The outside. The outside of the Airbnb, there was, like, ugly plants out there. They smelt like egg-flavored pork rinds. Um, there was lizards. There was lizards everywhere. But the inside of the Airbnb, it was so, so clean and so cute. Um, Also, very affordable. It was, and it was literally one block from the beach. Yeah, it was we like hardly like had to you walk. cross a stop sign. Guess what? You're on the sand. Like it was. It was and very and convenient. in Saint Augustine, it's not like like yeah, people tour like go to to go see it because it's it's actually the oldest city in America. If you didn't know, but people don't go to go to the beach there. People yeah. go to see the city. It's so, a it's a very family. Like a lot of people live there. Yeah, and so the beach wasn't very occupied. No, like, like, we I mean, were there and hardly anybody. We was. would be there all day long, and we'd end up with maybe like three families around us. Yeah, and they wouldn't even stay the whole day because there's so y'all. There are so many surfers there. <gasps> you it's, guys, King Triton <laughs> was trying to listen, kill us. King Triton. <laughs> literally wanted to suck us to the bottom of the ocean. He was sending hurricanes into my face. <laughs> so, I didn't realize that St. Augustine was such like a surfer beach until we got down there and we were like, oh, there's surfer lessons um, like every day. Um, so, where we're at, probably like 15 feet to our right, there's like 30 surfers. Like, mm-hmm. experienced, know what's going on, riding the waves. And They're here, all here so is, skinny. Here <laughs> is me, so Taylor, and Libby on our styrofoam boogie boards from we, the store. And we looked like whales that got washed up from the <laughs> middle of the ocean. And these, like, the girls and the guys, they were, like, very, very fit. Very. Yeah, very fit. We and their not. butt cheeks were in the air. Like, yeah, <laughs> and we the girls, looked like sloppy joes. Yeah. <laughs> 
100%. And we also kept drowning. Um, the waves were about four and a half to five feet tall. Not even when they um, were hitting us hard, though. Like, that was, like, six feet. Yeah, they were huge. And they were, and me and Tori, like, ended up in, like, the crash zone, like, where the, where the wave breaks for, like, 20 minutes because we kept we laughing. Died. We died. And they would send us back. And so every time that it landed on us, me and Tori literally would f- collapse to the bottom. Um, there was one time when Libby had went back up to, like, our, um, tent or like our umbrella our umbrella (laughs) and like our chairs and stuff and I don't think she was watching but (laughs) me and Taylor were like oh this is it this wave right here this (gasps) one we got right on like perfect right on top of the wave I mean we were about to fly all the way to shore all the way back to Georgia we We were were going me I mean this wave was perfect it was until it broke took me and Taylor flipped us underneath it um, when I say... My boogie board went straight into, into the, the ground. And my... so the other side stabbed into my rib cage. And yeah. I look up, <laughs> I look up out of the water and I see Tori's hands like coming up from the water, like 10 feet away from me. And she was right next to me when we got on the wave. She was like 10 feet it away from me. And she so comes, hard. She came up out of the water, like choking on it. Like there was like gallons of water coming the, out of her mouth. The front of my boogie board went directly into the sand and it bent and I flipped over it. <laughs> I managed to save my sunglasses by grabbing them with my armpit. <laughs> also, my top fell off. I, fa- I oh, mean, like, yeah. not completely. Relatable. But, like, like, the straps on my shoulders were, like, yanked. I mean, that wave... That wave wiped us out. But yeah. it was hilarious. And Speaking then, of wiping us out, we need to tell them about the escape rooms. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, we, let's just tell them about... Well, I guess we could tell them about both. We actually yeah. went twice. And, guys, when we pulled up, there was nobody in the parking lot. It, the, we, the escape room was, like, in a shopping center. It was called Escape You. And, guys, highly recommend if you go to St. Yes. Augustine, go. Because it was so worth we, it. We, okay, we were sitting on the beach that same day. And we were like, okay, what the heck can we do tonight? Because, like, yeah, mini golf's fun. But it's something that is just kind of, like, we wanted something different. It's just, like, overdone. Yeah, yeah, we wanted to do something different. So we start looking up places. And we find that there's, like, a lot of escape rooms around us. And we find the one... Taylor finds this one place called Escape You. And we're like, okay, let's book it. Um, Because you have to make your reservations, um, like, two hours or something Because of Corona, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So we, like, booked it for, like, 8 o'clock. And we get there. And... Like Taylor said, there's nobody in there, this parking lot. There was lot. stores everywhere, but only one car was there, and it was the employee that was in Escape You. And we were like, "This is gonna suck." Like, yeah, we I thought it was like, "This is gonna." Suck. We thought that things were gonna like, but we had wasted our money because like we paid like thirty two dollars for it, yeah. which sounds pricey. But well, it's we got- not even as pricey as the ones that are here in Georgia. And yeah. especially with what we got. That's what like, I'm saying. Like, guys, we thought the, it was going to be expensive. The escape but... room looked like a movie set. It, it felt like I was in a movie. Exactly. Like, it felt like we were getting filmed. But, I'm sorry, I'm yawning. Okay, the one that we, like, I really want to tell them about is the one that was the asylum. I want to tell them about both, but the okay. asylum for sure. Okay, the first, so... The first one we did was called Save the Fleet. Yeah. It's based off the true story of, like, the St. Augustine Lighthouse I can't remember the exact story, but I know it's a father it. and her two daughters. Yeah. His two daughters. <laughs> he, uh, like, something happened at the light, like, the light, like, and that was a true story. The light, yeah. like, stopped working. And the little they girls sent... were carrying something on that cart, though. Remember? What do you mean? Do you have the cart that they... I think they played on it all the time. 
There was and that's like this how they cart. Died, though. There was this cart set up, um, like to tell the story, and the two girls died. I guess from like playing on the cart, like a bad mishap happened. But anyways, this guy and his two daughters are said to haunt the real St. Augustine Lighthouse. So they made an escape room based, based on, on it. it and which the story. is so freaking cool. We literally talked to the quote-unquote ghost, which was the guy that was working. He had, like, different voice. Like, like he had the one where he was in this other super high-tech room with, like, the microphones and the headphones, the whole setup, the cameras, yeah. everything. He could see everything we, we were doing. We were on doing. reality TV. Literally. <laughs> I would pay for it, like, to get the video. But... He had, like, the voice changers where it would do, like, the ghost voice or, like, the the ghost of, the, like, the little girl. So, like, you're, like, quote, talking to the ghost when you need help with things. So, it was super, super cool and very, it like, it was very high tech. It was. And so, when we were talking to them, like, we had to, like, ask all these questions and there were locks everywhere. There was three separate rooms. The The clues were really, like, it was our first escape room. It was room. hard. It was our first escape rooms. Like, yeah. I'd give us a little bit of credit, but... He let us finish it. We went over time. But we the next over, night... We only went over by eight minutes, though. Still. And we had to do math. And yeah, like, we... We had to use a compass. But it still was so fun. It was so, so fun. But the next night, we went again because we got a deal, and it was called the Asylum. They handcuffed us and with blindfolded us. Ha- with the real handcuffs. Literally. And blindfolded us, and then split me and Tori up from Libby. So, like, Libby was in a separate room, and me and her were in... A different room, and like we were in cells, and we were no. Like, my let me add, it's ten by ten white padded rooms, like a yeah. actual asylum. Yeah, that's what it was supposed to look like. It was like they it gave us real. skittles for our pills too. Yeah, like because apparently the storyline for the asylum was um, that you've been put into this asylum. It was like you were on reason. vacation with your family, and yeah. then a kid somebody kidnapped you, force fed you medicine, and then split you from. Your and family. then you start having like these. Um, like weird side effects of the pill and it was creepy they shut the lights off on one of these side effects they shut the lights off and they were like relax you just need to take Mm -hmm. a deep breath and then i literally looked at tori and i was like libby is having a full-on panic attack i know that and there was like other voices on top of that so you could like hear it coming through different sides of the speakers and like once we got into the room the girl was like as soon as i close this door you can take your You can take your blindfold off. And I was like, I was like, okay, as soon as I hear that door close, I'm ripping this blindfold off to see where I'm standing at. Yeah. Because, like, we didn't even know. I go to rip it off, and the handcuff chain smashed into my forehead <laughs> so hard. And I was like, oh, crap. That is so funny. But um, we couldn't, we didn't know where Libby was. Like, the whole goal was for us to get her out. And also get ourselves uh, out. Yeah, it was to get ourselves out. But we figured, we were like, okay, if she's separated from us and we don't know where she's at, obviously she's going to have our clues and we're going to have her clues to get out of these handcuffs and yeah. out of this room. Um, You want to explain, like, the camera situation? Okay, so, like, when we took our blindfolds off, I literally immediately turn around and there's this door behind me. It has a little window. I turn around and I see Libby on the wall. Like, a camera. Like, like, black and white. Yeah, she's black and white. Like, we're obviously seeing a camera view of her in her cell. And I was like, Libby! Like, shouting. She could not hear us. And then the girl comes on the little intercom in our, in our cell. And she was like, there's a better way to communicate with her. <laughs> so, apparently, she could see us, too. So, like, we had yeah. to use the camera to talk to each other. And, like, we had each other's answers. It was just insane. And then... We got far enough into the game to where, like, we had to get a set of keys. Tori got a okay. set of keys. okay. 
So once we got out of our handcuffs, <laughs> our key to our handcuffs was hidden inside of the white pads in the wall. It was very hard to find it, but we found it. It was we so got, cool, though. We got out of the handcuffs, and we start finding all the other clues. And then there's a set of keys we find, and I find a secret door in the pad, like the white pads on the wall, and I open it. And the, the keys color coordinate to the keyhole sitting um, and on, four. in the wall. Yeah, there was red, green, yellow, blue, and that was the order of them. <laughs> I remember <laughs> it because I, re- so I repeated it so much. But she comes over the thing. She's like, all right, now that you have those keys, I need you to put them in the keyholes and turn them um, in right sharp motions. It was like so, little little shots. Yeah, so I had to like stick the key in in red turn it right really fast, pull it out, do the next color. Repeatedly. I was like, okay, why is there our door unlocking? I was like, and why also, do I have these keys? And also right in front of that too, it had one through 25 like different foods. And it like looks like at first. And th- but we at first thought it was just like foods. Like we, because yeah. we didn't register that it was smells. Until we freaking find out that this whole time that Tori's been doing the little keys, it's been sending smells into Libby's room, but she's a dingbat and, and didn't she did tell, tell us. us. Well, this, well, she did say, I smell Fritos, and then Libby went, her Tori was like, Libby, what? And then okay. just walked away. The reason, the reason um, that I said Libby, what, is because once, I know I'm backtracking again, but it's to give you a better like, um, idea of how this room was. Once the the cameras had shut off, and that's when everything went black, mm-hmm. and then the lights came back on, and there was this glass, this thick glass that was on the right side wall of our cell, that connected so we could see Libby through the glass. Yeah, so our cells were right next to each other. But the glass was a foot thick, so, so she couldn't hear us. She couldn't hear us. I mean, I screamed into it, and she couldn't hear. So that's why when she was like, "I smell Fritos," I was like. Libby, what? And I but just then she just walked around. away. So I walked away and I kept doing the keys again. Well, come to find out, those, we sound really dumb when we're explaining it, but I promise if y'all did this, there's loud music and lights going off the whole time. Like you can't focus. Yeah, there's so a lot going on. It's not just like you're standing there being able to focus. There's like strobe colorful lights. There's and it's loud. Like rat music. They had like, sicko mode on while yeah. we were trying to do this. So I mean like we're dancing. We're not thinking about it. But it kept sending scents into Libby's room and once we finally figured it out, Libby just kept saying Fritos for this one scent and there was Fritos was not on our list. We were yeah. correlating scents with the numbers like with the 1 through 25 yeah. like I talked about. To get a code to get out. Yeah. And she was like, I smell Fritos and we were like, Libby, not there Fritos. ain't no Fritos on this list. We were like, okay, we gave her Three options. I think it was like mildew, garlic, garlic, and like popcorn. She's like, oh, and fart. Yeah, and fart. fart. Popcorn was not on there. Remember? Because I said I was like, okay, I was like, the color is yellow. Maybe it's popcorn. Yeah. And I had been turning these keys so much to make the smells go into Libby's room. The smell came out of her room <laughs> and into mine and Taylor's room, and it stunk. It did, and we had been filling her room up with that stuff. <laughs> I mean, I know that her room stunk, like, yeah. bad. Yeah. But once we finally got the code, we, like, had to hold this mirror. Um, Outside of our little door, reach our arm all the way around to find a keypad and enter the code in backwards without being But it had to, to be fast. It. it had to be, like, do, do, do. And, and then you, we finally got it. And yeah. then when we walked out, she goes, all right, ladies, your time is now at 59 minutes. Good luck. Which meant we had one minute left. To do the second room. And we were at the halfway point or whatever. So we obviously failed. Yeah, it took us 59 minutes to get out of our 
white padded cells. But guys, um, seriously, if you go to St. Augustine, highly, highly, highly recommend Escape You. We have been talking about it since we got back. It was, it was the employees also were like the best people ever. I they were. Them. They were so like very helpful, very yes, fun and interactive. The personalities were just awesome. If you guys go anywhere near St. Augustine and you want a really cool escape room, Go to Escape You. Please. It's so, we did two of them. We did the Save the Fleet and then the Asylum. There's yeah. one other one, um, but we didn't do it. But I, I, I'm sure it's also just as good. Yeah, it was probably just as cool. But, um, yeah, uh, other than St. Augustine, for today's episode, we are going to be talking about Monster Energy Drink. Now, a lot of people that might, like our age, uh, probably know about that video that circulated around where this woman named Christine, I think her last name said, like, Weak or Weck, um, <laughs> came uh, to, like, this conference, and somebody videoed her talking about Monster Energy Drink being made by Satan and how satanic it is and whatnot. So we're going to be talking about this very far-fetched uh, conspiracy, but, I mean, we thought, hey, why the heck not? It's kind of interesting. So I'm going to play the video. A lot of you might remember this when we were kids because... I remember it. Um, I also, me and Taylor, TNT Talk, do not own the rights to this video. Correct. We um, do not. It's one that we pulled from Daily Mail's um, YouTube channel. So I'm going to play it real quick. Okay, with buffering. Oh, that's great. Mm, that's me. Closely, There's a gap right here in the letter M. It's never connected. So you go into Hebrew. The letter Vav is also the number six. Short top, long tail. Short top, long tail. You could have here in Hebrew, 666 on the can. But my interest is the word monster. What do you see in the O? There's a cross. Okay. What has Christ got to do with an energy drink, let alone the name monster? So I thought, well, maybe this is a Christian company then. BFC at the bottom of the can. Do you know what that stands for? That's the F word. Big can. In fact, they write it on the side of the can, so I know that's the F word. Okay. Now, do you know what a MILF is? Yes. That's on the box. MILFs dig it, and you will too. This is not a Christian company at all. So why would they have put a cross on the can? Here is the message. Antichrist. 666 in Hebrew. And then the Bible talks about the beast in Revelation. And look at Monster's ad. This is their statement. You see these M's everywhere. Hats, t-shirts, bumper stickers. Is there another agenda here? If God can use people in product, so can Satan. And look at it this way. Even if the M was not the issue, you cannot deny that that is a cross. And what is witchcraft when the cross goes upside down? Bottoms up. And the devil laughs. Something to think about. Wow. This is how clever... (laughs) Bottoms up. (laughs) Bottoms up. So obviously, I mean that's that's a pretty like far fetched conspiracy. That woman's a psychopath. Well, she she definitely did a full fledged present presentation. If you want yes. to look at it, um, Daily Mail has like the original just two minute video of um, 
her talking about it. But before we talk about just the theory itself, I wanted to do a little bit of background research on Monster Energy Drink just to see with the smallest, slightest chance. If maybe, that's a possibility. Yeah, if there is a possibility that anybody could be trying to get some subliminal subliminal message through Monster Energy Drink. Um, so basically what I found out is that Monster Energy Drink, uh, introduced in 2002 by the Hanson Company. Now, the Hanson Company... Uh, I've heard of because they were involved with Coca-Cola at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's founded by a man named Hubert Hansen and later called uh, later all the company products besides Monster, besides it, were sold to Coca-Cola. So all their juices, all their sodas, all of that junk from the Hansen company was sold to Coke. So that's the reason I think I remembered their uh, company name. Yeah. So Monster became like an individual company. Like, by itself. Um, So, the Hanson Company started in California with a plant in uh, L.A., Los Angeles, where they sold juices and were named the Fresh Juice Company of California. So, it's pretty known uh, in California, just, I guess, not elsewhere. Um, And then Monster Beverage became their own company in 2012. uh, And they promote many, many artists... Which I found mainly are rappers. They do. They really... Is is Lil Wayne one of them? uh, 21 Savages, and I know Machine Gun Kelly and Fetty Wap. They all three are pushed with Monster. I've heard of that before. Like, um, because Red Bull, they do like a lot of um, athletes and stuff, I think. Right. Well, and Monster also, well, up until like two years ago, maybe last year actually, uh, they also did NASCAR. Mm-hmm. for a couple of years but um yeah they've been pushing not I don't know if it was recent but I just did research that uh celebrities that have been involved with Monster Energy Drink advertisements a lot of rappers rappers yeah that's funny which yeah which is like weird I don't know like uh if they're like trying to channel or angle their uh brand towards towards that? towards younger yeah. people anyways because younger people's like genre of choice I feel like would be rap yeah um so also we'll talk about the logo because you know Miss Christine Talked about the logo a little bit. Um, it was created by McLean Design, um, a California branding firm. Um, and it's obviously a bright green M. It is made with three separate lines. The company does know that it's made with three separate lines. And also, those lines do happen to be the number six in, in Hebrew. Hebrew. So Bottoms up. Which in three would be 666. Obviously, yeah. everybody knows that as the satanic, Illuminati, whatever number. Um but they said that the intent was to be like a monster ripping through a can, like the like the claws. Yeah, like Which I can kind of see, but I never saw it until I read that. Yeah, you know, I never even really thought about the. I haven't um, either. I just thought it was just an M. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like I was like, okay, it's just a drink. Like it's not yeah, that deep. Like, yeah, but I mean, we also like to look on the deeper side of everything. So I mean, yeah. it's not you know. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Monster Jam. Monster Energy, Monster Jam. Mm-hmm. Monster Energy is the ones who, like, sponsor. And a lot of people in Georgia obviously know what Monster Jam is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that, <laughs> that debut was also in 2012, the same year that Monster Beverage became their own company. Hey, Tay, you remember when you used to wear a monster hat with double braids? I on? literally <laughs> had a monster hat. It was a flat bill. Mm-hmm. And I what thought I was a gangster. There's a picture of you in our church bathroom when you're like, Oh, yeah, with my duck with lips. Your, with your sideways monster hat on. And I had two braids on the sides. I I thought I was... Yeah, I thought I was... I, I wore a Vans hat, so... <laughs> that was when we were both, like, into hats. And we were, like, boys. 
<laughs> what? Like we, we were, were boys. We were super tomboy. We we're like, oh, where's my flat bill? But I think that was when like tomboy was like the, the thing. thing. Yeah, that was the thing. But didn't 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 um like Lindsay's dad like work at Mo- whose dad? Lindsay's worked one at of Monster? our childhood friends. She he her dad worked at Monster. Is that how you get the hat? I don't know. Somebody's parent we know used to work at Monster, and we'd always get free merch. I don't remember this. <laughs> I <laughs> do. We had a literal dream about it. <laughs> uh, trademarking. Okay. Monster energy drink is kind of shady. I found that out through this. So, they have sued a lot of companies who have listed M or Beast or the word Monster in their advertisements. Like, if M was, like, an icon, even if it's not even the same font, like, it's not, mm-hmm. like... But they'll sue them. They also did the same thing with Beast because, you know, their their slogan unleash is the Unleash the Beast. Yeah, Unleash the Beast. But uh, there was a company. Oh, <laughs> there's a company that calls them the trademark bully. And they're known by other companies as the quote-unquote trademark bully. So, That's like, funny. people know not to do anything with Monster because they tend to be a little overdramatic. Yeah. yeah. Um, in many cases of companies fighting Monster back... So, it's kind of just weird. They're just, like, in the trademarking world for Monster is, like, a little bit more shady than you would think. Yeah. Um, also, I found a lot of uh, cases of sexual harassment from their employees. I remember you telling me about that. Mm. Yeah. So, basically, there was this name, uh, woman named uh, Paige. She worked for Monster from 2008 to 2015, and after filing a complaint against the company claiming they violated the Civil Rights Act of 1964, so, you know, whatever, uh, due to gender discrimination and being subject to sexual harassment in hostile work environment. So they had one of those. She was a worker of seven years. Obviously, it wasn't like a trying to stab at the company. I mean, if you've worked somewhere for seven years, you're obviously going to be like, I mean, you would know you've worked at John's for X amount of years. You're not going to try to destroy the company. Yeah. So, this, I mean, people I'm think, taking them down. I'm people kidding. think it's probably like, pretty liable. And then in 2017, a woman named Sarah uh, filed a personal... In- oh, this story is weird. Okay. She filed a personal injury claim against a company executive. His name was Brent Hamilton. Um, she says that he invited her on a company trip free of charge. Um, I think they were talking. Mm-hmm. Um, a little flirty. Yeah. And when she got there, he was drunk, and she said he was loud. He was, like, acting super weird, um, being obnoxious. Like, he's yeah. that kind of drunk. Um, and they fought, which led to him choking her. <gasps> oh. She got free by poking him in the eye. Good, girl. To which he then bit her thumb. <gasps> oh, my God. And she claims that the bite got infected, and she stayed in a hospital for 24 hours Ew. because of it. And so Hamilton was fired last year. But it happened in 2017. So what? two years. Two years Monster I guess didn't do anything like, about it. Well, is it... Uh, but he was like, the exec... Like, he was the CEO. Oh. Like, what? That's nasty. <laughs> like, what? Like, what? And why was he giving this girl a free trip anyways? Like, what? And this this girl, I don't think she worked there. She didn't know. She just... She was suing Monster because it was on a company trip that this happened. She didn't work there. Uh, so this was just some I'm woman just that I... he brought free of charge using Monster's money anyway. Whoa. So technically, they should have fired him immediately, regardless of what he did I'm to her. I'm just thinking about how... You know how hard you gotta bite somebody to infect them? Uh, yeah, he's a zombie. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he bit. He's an actual monster. Mm, oh, my the, God. Wow. Oh, my pun. God. Wow. <laughs> That's nasty, though. Right. Wow. Right. So now, now that you know some of the some of the weird, shady darkness kind of to Monster Energy Drink, now we can talk about Christine. Um, she's a controversial and outspoken American Christian activist. So me and Tori were looking into her just a few minutes ago before we started the pod. Y'all, she is known to be problematic. She, uh, she has a son, and my heart <laughs> goes out to him. I think his name's Ben. Um, he probably does this with her. He probably does, but. She not only thinks that, you know, monster is the literal devil and, you know, milfs love it, bottoms up, but <laughs> also she, I think she lives in Texas or something. Yeah, it she was like, in Texas. She, like, interrupted, like, a Islamic um, rally or something for... It was, like, a holiday, I think. It was something like that. Like, they were minding their own business, you know, celebrate what they celebrate, you know, being their own people and freedom and she, of speech yeah. she comes in and yanks the microphone she's she, like she's like jesus and literally she was wearing an islamic shirt like that's how far she went she, she wore an islamic in. she wore an islamic shirt so that she could sneak in she was right by if you go watch the video all you have to do is look, look at her name Wick, yeah. and you have to put um i think it's islamic pep rally or something like that um you can see her in the background while this woman, um, <laughs> you see she's her. like speaking. She's like, yes, yeah, like talking about their freedom. She sm- she marches this woman. She marches up there and yanks the mic and she's like, I proclaim the name of Jesus she Christ like, over she's Texas. Like, she was like, um, Islam is dead. And she was like, she's uh, like, Muhammad is dead. Jesus Christ died for years. And I was like, okay. She was like screaming she went sicko mode and the officer was like ma'am behind the barrier and she was like jesus christ and she brought other people with her apparently she has this evangelical group okay quote unquote they're not evangelists they're not they are driving people away from christ problem starters really uh but she has this little group they go around the country and go to little rallies that they don't agree with like uh talking about lgbtq rights we talk about other religions talking about freaking monster energy drink she just goes places with her little what is her job I don't know how she's getting paid to, like, do that kind of stuff. I think it is, like, a little little hustle that she's got going on. What in the world? Um, Just leave people alone, Christine. Christine is definitely a modern... She's a Karen. Yes. You know. Yes. A hundred percent. Like, period. What was that thing she was holding up? She was like... It was a big sign in the street. She was like, thank your mother that she wasn't gay yeah, or something. Yeah, it said thank your mom today for not being gay. Some girl threw a slushy on her, so probably I was to that laughing. Girl. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. But like like I understand that the Christian religion does not agree with the LGBTQ community, but you don't go out on the side of the road and start offending people like that. Like no. that is not how you <laughs> lead people you to You love thy neighbor as thyself. Period. Period. But, uh, yeah, this woman apparently does this kind of stuff all the time. She did that, and then she held that sign on the side of the road. She did the Monster Energy drink. She went to an Easter egg hunt. Oh, yeah. She was like, she said, what have the Easter Bunny done for you? She was like, come tell me what the Easter Bunny did for you, and I'll tell you what Jesus Christ did for me. And I was like, All the little kids were probably like, Mama, I just want They were at a church, too. At church was doing a little Easter egg hunt like normal churches do. Hello. Like... Come on. Crazy. She was like, I can't believe this. The Easter Bunny is Satan. Like, she just thinks everything is that, Satan. Literally. 
everything is Satan. Maybe she's Satan. I think she said something about the Antichrist during the monster video, and I was like, wait, is she trying to say that monster Monster, the is, CEO, is the is Antichrist. Antichrist? But yeah, she talked about the 666 on the can, the... Um, the t- the cross in the word monster. It, uh, oh, in the letter O. Yeah, it's in the O. Which okay, I will say that is kind of weird, but it's not. I don't. It actually is a cross. I went to look to see if it was just like a plus sign, just like yeah. a little design. It is a cross. Um, it's weird. Yeah. But I think at the same time, the drink is supposed to be edgy because I mean, number one, the name is monster. Yeah, I think like the drink the, is just look supposed at the to be design edgy. and stuff. Yeah, it's just supposed to be edgy. It's supposed to be geared toward younger people. Um, I mean, you can obviously tell that if it says "big effing can" on it, and then and it's like it's like re- um, unleash the beast. Like like it's supposed to be aimed at. It's literally the, like, like a teenage boy named Kyle who punches holes in the wall. R- literally, it's literally for him. <laughs> literally. Um, and then one other far fetched thing we wanted to talk about, guys. The moon is not real. It's a hologram. It's a lot of things. Some people think that the moon is made of cheese, green mm. cheese to be exact. Mmm. Yeah. Mm. Mold. We're gonna go eat it. <laughs> All right, who's going to the moon to eat cheese with me? Keto. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, basically, just really quick, it's just a short little little fun theory. Um, think about it, Some though. people think that the moon is not real. There's different conspiracies that go with this. There's one where it's hollow. Uh, this guy named Michael Vassin, um, he's an ad- oh, he had an advanced hypothesis. <laughs> That the moon is a spaceship created by unknown beings. The hypothesis states, I can't even freaking say that word, wow, states that the craters on the moon made by the larger craters are smaller because they're being hit by metal underneath the surface. So somebody thinks that it's an actual spaceship. He did drugs. Yeah, I don't stand by that one at all. No. Like, I don't think that that has any relevance. And that no. was from 1970. Oh, whoa, I yeah. Then there's one, um, this obviously we would not believe because this has to do with the moon landing being real. So, like, this one says rang like a bell. That's what it's called. Um, mm-hmm. Between 1972 and 1977, uh, the size meters, size, seismometers, however you say that, installed on the moon by the Apollo missions recorded moon quakes. Mm-hmm. Um, reported to sound like a ringing bell. When Apollo 12 crashed onto its surface, it was claimed that the moon rang like a bell for an hour. Meaning it would be hollow. Oh, so the, there's two. It was probably theories. the lunch bell on set that they accidentally <laughs> forgot to edit out. They so there's two theories that it's hollow. Yeah. Oh, and then there's um one. You know what? I'm going to the moon. I'm gonna put a spoon in it, and we're gonna see if I can carve it out. So then there's um one about uh, the density of the uh moon is around half as dense as the Earth, with an explanation being that the moon is actually made from the Earth's upper crust and was formed. After Earth. So some people think that Earth came first and what? then the moon. And the moon came from the outer crust so of the Earth. So it was just daytime all the time. That's Ooh. what it's... <laughs> it was just 90 degrees. But, like... but at that point, they're trying to... I think they would be implying that dinosaurs would have been the only thing on the Earth at the time. And cavemen. Yeah. Oh, I wish I was a caveman. I don't I don't understand, like, how any of that works. Like, what was on the Earth at what... Like, I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Um... I mean, in the Bible, it's like I created the like Adam and Eve, but man, dinosaur. I just don't. I don't. I don't understand. I know dinosaurs stomping around. Like I, I just, just don't get wish. 
I don't know why I wish, because this is actually real. There are time machines. But, anyways, I wish that I knew someone who had one, because <laughs> I know they're out there, and I could get in a time machine, and I could go back to all of these dates and just, you know, like, just see. I mean, I'd probably mess up things in time. Yeah, I know. Mandela effects. But, <laughs> exactly. But... I just wish I could go back and see if there was dinosaurs, you know, go watch yeah. the fake moon landing, you know, expose them. Go on the moon with them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the prop moon. Literally. The green um, screen. There's also a theory about aliens. Uh, Scott C. Waring claimed to have found two photos in the NASA image atlas in 2013 that have since been deleted. So he used to work at NASA. Oh, I might believe him. Now, yeah, here's the thing. I don't trust NASA. I don't either. I don't. Number one, because of the moon leaning. Number two, because of the pictures that they send out of the Earth. Those are not real. Newsflash, go look and see, like, what the Earth looked like in the 70s and compare it to the picture that they have now. Those are just two it's, different CGIs. Everything's Photoshopped, and if you don't believe And me, they even claim that on the website anyways. Like, because if you don't believe me on that, then you're you're just very close-minded because the all the photos of the Earth... Are photoshopped. Well, they it's claim CGI. that. They, they claim that anyways. They say that because they don't have... They say they don't have a camera big enough to take a picture of the Earth as a whole. So, they have to take individual pictures and they from just, angles they and then put them together. They just them together. So, we really don't even know what the Earth we looks like. We truly don't. Like, 100%. It's flat. <laughs> it's probably a CD, honestly. It's a CD. We're on the turtle's back. <laughs> we are. And it, uh, we'll talk about flat Earth theory um, in a few episodes, but... Antarctica is surrounding the Earth. <laughs> That's the reason that we haven't seen the edge. If you're going to exactly. say, why can't we see the edge? Because effing Antarctica is the edge. <laughs> and, and all the countries in the world, for some reason, have signed a treaty that nobody can go past a certain point in Antarctica. So tell me why that is. Mm, We're going to get into the details on that in another one. Because if not, I will go on for an hour. Literally me. Um, but he said that the moon opens up like a gate. I like this one. This oh, one's weird. That's the moon good. opens yeah. up like a gate and allows Ew. alien spaceships out. Oh my goodness. They all live in there. That's cute. Okay. They're trying to kill us. That's okay. I don't want to be here. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> no, but that's like cute. Then it's like a- an alien dome. Oh no. You oh my God. Look, literally you don't. They're look- probably all in there like. like- <laughs> what if they actually talk like us though? You know? They probably do. No, they're probably a little bit. Mm. Why do I say like us? Like literally everybody has their own language. I know. Um, But also they think that an alien city is on the dark side of the moon with reflective (sighs) roofs and ships. Oh my God. I want to go to the moon. (gasps) Yeah. Well, too bad. It's a hologram. If it's a little alien dome, then that's so cute to me. Think about it. You open up the door and like there's just, if they're not mean, they're probably scared of Tori, us. you're literally a psycho. You're like, the moon is not real. That's so cute. No, like, if there's aliens. The moon's ins- literally an effing hologram. If there's aliens inside of it, and that's, like, where they live, you also, know? Also, why does the moon pop up? It's like an ant up- colony. Why does it pop up at in, like, the daytime sometimes? I've that- never understood that. I know we learned that stuff in science. Uh-uh, they made that up. <laughs> The same way that they make up everything else. I know that we've learned that stuff before. I mean, I truly can't remember. I am... <laughs> Not good at retaining information. I'm not good at school. Me neither, obviously. We're but good at conspiracy school. Exactly. So join our university at Escape U. <laughs> Escape <laughs> University. Just kidding. We're really bad at that, too. <laughs> Guys! 
Okay, anyways, thank you for listening. <laughs> Kate, opera singer. Um, we're gonna go watch Hamilton and celebrate Post Malone's birthday. We'll see you next yeah. week with Libby as our special guest.